Hello and welcome back into the Long Shot Podcast. I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Davis Patrick Reed. Davis, how we doing? I'm great. This is uh, the first time you've brought the show in for a while. I've been doing these without you. And it was partially just to, you know, just take the reins. I joked that it was my time to shine. But it was also that I had all of the equipment with me. So I'm now going to leave these, these microphones with you. So you have mics. Uh, and it just it felt right with you bringing the show back in. So now I'm back to shouldering that responsibility? Yeah. You do such a great job. That seems like you're patronizing me a little bit. Um, we got a great episode for you guys. We have dear friend of the show, Patrick Connington. Um, Pat is fresh off an extension with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, we talk a whole bunch of different things. Uh, hoops, athlete, athletics in general. We talk a lot about what you know makes the best athletes, what sport produces the best athletes. Which he has a good opinion on. Yeah. He's a dual athlete. He is a dual athlete, uh, for sure. So I think you guys will enjoy this one. Uh, Pat is also you know, from the same area as myself, and we grew up together, so I uh, always have a good rapport with him on the show. But I think you guys will really like this one, so here's Pat. Great moments are born from great opportunity. So you're telling me there's a chance. You suck compared to me. So you guys are two prep school white guys. We are underdogs. They stay ready so you don't have to get ready. I haven't even told anybody this. This is kind of crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome back in to the Long Shot Podcast. We have an incredibly special guest uh, with us here today. And that is a a truly dear friend of mine, uh, Patrick here. And a friend of Davis, I guess. Yeah, come on. You guys are kind of friends. Yeah, um, we're becoming closer friends. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. yeah. Um, Pat's a, a fantastic human. I just want to paint a little bit of a picture of the type of human Pat is before we really get into this. So Pat and I were just walking back over here from the Players Association meeting, which was a, a, about a four-hour meeting. Maybe five. It might have been five. Yeah. I wouldn't have known because I was not there for the entirety of it. But Pat was. You were there for the whole thing. I was there for the whole thing. I was 15 minutes late. All right. Well, I'll cut you some slack on that. He seems like the kind of guy who's there the whole time. Not only was Pat there the whole time, Pat is also out in Las Vegas. He's doing two clinics with Nike. Yep. Well, you want me to go over the whole schedule? Two two two-hour clinics. Yeah. That you were just doing out of the goodness of your heart for the kids. Two two two-hour clinics with Nike for the kids. Um, I also have a foundation that works with youth athletes, so I thought it would fit up right in my alley. There you you go. Organic. Uh, a two-hour uh, hour panel the following day. Two rookie transition program. Unbelievable. Pots. Oh, my gosh. One back-to-back nights. I was actually asked to do one of those. And you declined? <laughs> it's not that I, it's, <laughs> he, he This is that? basically how it worked out. It's not that I declined. It's that uh, the topic of that evening was not something that was a strong suit. or Not necessarily a strong suit, but one that I could necessarily really speak to. I'm a financial education. No, no, no. That was the one they wanted me to go to, which you're way more qualified than I am. Um, Wait, can we yeah, guess? Well, we could have both done it. Can Pat and I guess what a topic is that you can't speak towards? I think weightlifting. No, I think <laughs> it was. I think um, it was. It's not that I can't speak to it. I, I just don't think that they want to see me up there speaking to it. And it was like a, it was a social justice thing. That it didn't make a lot of sense for me to speak on, yeah, it, which I totally understand. Get off your pedestal. Um, so that was part of it. And the other one, the financial literacy one, I was not in Vegas in time. So actually, they wanted me instead of you. I think, or maybe they wanted both. Of, maybe they wanted both. Of them. No, they probably wanted both. Of them. Yeah. Who did they reach out to first? I will say, uh, Pat is. I've sig- done it in the past, so I'm gonna go. Man. Yeah, definitely, Pat. Pat is significantly more financially literate than I am. I, yeah. I consider myself pretty reasonably educated. Well, the two uh, institutions you attended in college would love if you would consider yourself financially. Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I, not that anyone's like keeping track or anything, but Williams is number one in Forbes. No, uh, and then or at least it's it's definitely top five. And then Michigan, uh, once again, for those keeping score at home, is, I believe, if not one, maybe two, uh, number one public university in the country. Cool, dude. Do you um, think you're better than people? No, I don't. I, I, it's just facts. It's, it, you know, we're really, yeah, we're fact-driven. Can you check that? You have a computer. We're yeah, fact-driven on this not podcast. True. Not true. Um, <laughs> but anyways, the fact that you took time out of your Vegas weekend, which a lot of guys, you know, use this weekend to, you know, socialize see each other, work out, you know, whatever it is you use it, but you used it to give back. I mean, that just really speaks to who you are as a human being. Yeah. I mean, 
I appreciate that. I think you're putting me up on that pedestal right there with you. So I'm waiting for Davis to chop it down on both of us. But Pat, do uh, you think you're better than people? No, I think I'm probably well, significantly less better than people. I'm here to tell you that Pat is better than most people <laughs> at a lot of things. Like. Uh, I mean, obviously <laughs> athletically, but in, in more ways than one. But anyways, continue. We just you go, It's about who you know, Davis. You know what I mean? Know you're not the smartest person in the room and then learn from those smarter people. That's kind of how I That's true. That's go about my life. Yeah. Um, I have a question because he brought it up and you're actually a really good person to talk about this with. Well, let's do it. Duncan the other day said that he thinks that he's one of the best all-around athletes. I did not say that. You're taking this so far. Actually, wait a minute. Athletics. Let's have a conversation. Before, before we talk about that, let's have a conversation because I have this often started in high school at the prep. Like, Define athleticism. So right. So, so this. Yeah, so yeah, let yeah. me this define is important. it. This yeah, yeah. is this is what I said. Not I said, running, jumping, not even strength. Close because that has nothing to do with athleticism. No, no, no it has no, a no, lot. <laughs> because this the is the thing. That's why that's a misleading statement that you just made. Duncan thinks he's a better athlete than Anthony Edwards. No, no, no. no I didn't say that. <laughs> all around. Right. I think you said all around. around what athletes, I right? said. Yeah. Listen. You get a lot of hits. Let me let me have my moment here. What I said was that. I grew up and I played every single sport under the sun. My mom had me running around from baseball practice to lacrosse to basketball. Uh, Cornhole. <laughs> soccer. Football. football yeah. uh, what position were you in? What football? else? I, I was young enough where I just played all the positions. Yeah. And then I was like, this isn't for me. <laughs> You're an athlete, as they call yeah, it nowadays. No, I, yeah. Football uh, was not for me. Golf. Uh, golf. Tennis, yeah. I played a little. Like, So my point being… It, this actually all started from the fact that, and I well, actually. Well, we're going to get to that. And I, okay, fine. Get we'll, get, we'll get to this later. Um, no, I'm just going to say it. I'm the best NBA ping pong player, and it's not even fucking close. I just wanted to get that out there. It's not even close. I know I'm the best ping pong player. I don't want to bring up controversial topics on the pod, but uh, a former teammate of mine, and also a former teammate of yours, would probably disagree with Myers? that. Myers? Did you play with him? I, like, Myers literally can't. I, I love Myers. Yeah. Myers cannot even. Begin to hang with. No, no, Did no. you guys play? We played. Yeah. Oh, all right, great. At training camp, we had a ping pong table, and it was. It was I'm talking like Buck's front office when Myers came in for his draft workout. Talked about how good of a ping pong player he was. So if you're better than Duncan Myers, then he might. No, he not legitimately be wrong. Was like he, scary hours for Myers. He yes. legitimately like he would put his life on the line. He thinks he is the best <laughs> ping pong player in the NBA. Not close. I played. Franz, Let me ask you a question. I Davis. played Franz Wagner the other day. Good, good player. We put a game check on the line. <laughs> he didn't put anything. I put a game check on the line. I said, you will not be. And he didn't be. Like, 21-11. And Fran, Franz is good. Wait, wait. But like, Time out. Once again, We're talking about financial literacy. You put a game <laughs> check on the line and he put up nothing? I, Pat, I know a sure thing when I see one. And I'm a sure <laughs> thing when it comes to big pong. Anyways, we're, we're getting off subject. I'm talking about… No, no, no. I no, am not. not. If, if you did a combine, I would not… I would be in the bottom percentile of, M, of NBA players. Oh, at 99th. Like legitimately, first, no, truly, like I, I would probably somewhere in, in the mix or at least bottom 25, whatever. However, if you're talking about all around athletic skill, a culmination of all the sports, uh, all yes. this, I'm talking ice hockey. Like I, I used to, I'm from skate. New Hampshire. I used to play pond hockey growing up. You literally had to skate to get around. Them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like I, I have, I have, I'm an adequate athlete in all of those things and and once again i'm not somebody that's going to be over here beating my chest saying how great i am but i just don't know it like but he's I, great i can throw a frisbee really far like that's an aerobie or a thing. normal one i don't even know what the first thing you said was. the aerobie ones the one with the hole in the and they go like a mile no no not no. that anyone can throw that like i can like <laughs> literally like put a frisbee on a dime both ways did you play ultimate I, I played frisbee, ultimate frisbee. Yeah, yes like game. i did everything yeah how's your once uh, again, how's your spike ball game it's pretty good. It is. We don't lose. Yeah, yeah. We don't lose. But my point, my, I got a guy who would beat you. My point being we'll is that I'm not. Not like easily. Like Pat, I'm not. You're an incredible two-sport athlete. You're a great person to have this conversation with. You yeah. can throw a football wow. 85 yards. You throw a, a baseball 90 miles per hour. 97. I do not. I like that down there. I, under my I'd, love to, I'd love to get a gun check on that. Yeah. Right, well, 97 it's been, seems aggressive. It's yeah. been a few years since I've thrown a baseball. But my, my point being is that. I, I do not excel in ice hockey. I do not excel in golf, even. I do not excel in tennis. I do not excel in soccer. But you excel in ping pong. Relative to my counterparts, I would be up there. Average of all of them. Average of all. The ability to play all different sports. Yes. I, I think, mean, I think I'm in the mix. Would, I, don't, I actually well, don't think. I think I'd be number one. You'd be up there. Personally. Yeah. I don't think that. I See, I don't think I would be number one, but I think I would like. 
people would be, if we actually like did this and like created a scenario where it was like the NBA Olympics, I think people would be really surprised. Yeah. Where, where First, I, I have one comment to make. Have you guys ever thought about bringing the pod uh, to like live events and like yes. literally having yeah. a live pod while we're playing spike ball or like have the spike ball as part of the pod? We've talked about live podcasts. We have not talked about spike ball during the <laughs> but, live podcast. Maybe not during it, but what I'm saying is like you talk about, yeah. then you show yeah. highlights from spike sure. ball and then you talk about yes. the match. Yes. 100%. Anyway. I just want to throw that out there and I'll take a percentage of it. Yeah, but, yeah, for sure. Um, as far as the athleticism thing goes, I do think that's a real thing. Like, especially in the NBA, as far as like you this. watch, <laughs> this is great. This I is love great. this guy. Yeah. It's so Shout great. out to this guy. Yeah. I don't think we can move the cameras. No. Unfortunately. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, we got him. <laughs> uh, nice. Do it again. Do it again. Run it back. Run it back. Yeah. yeah look at that. There we go. There we go. Wow. See, you're, this is it. This could be a spike ball match right now. True. That we could be zoning out to. Um, okay. So what I'm saying is you look at, so like the Milwaukee Bucks from time to time, you know, whether it's in the off season or we got a bunch of days in between games or all-star break or whatever, will as a team do different things. Yeah. Um, golf, maybe some wiffle ball, maybe some, you know, flag football. I don't know. We'll just yeah. do different stuff. Mix it up. Yeah, mix it up, right? And so... That was like in college. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt for a sec. That was like in college when... I don't know if you guys ever did this, but like you had like a scheduled really hard conditioning day and then you showed up and they like brought out like wiffle ball bats. 100%. That was, was like the, the best, best thing ever. 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 Uh, literally of all time. Yeah. Uh, but you watch some really athletic guys look really unathletic. Yes. I, yes. Like, that's just the way it is, right? So I would say that when you talk about the most athletic guys in the NBA, oftentimes that is de uh, defined as run fastest, jump highest, yep. agility, yep. all that. I do think you have to take into account the ability to play other sports. Like all-around well, athlete, I don't think skill. it can just be other sports. Skill. Yeah, skill or maybe like hand-eye coordination, yeah. fluidity, functional athleticism, mm -hmm. like things of that nature, right? See, if we're doing all-around, like including strength, yeah, yeah. I but I would like to put myself up there. Up. That's not what I'm talking. Yeah, Duncan's asking guys. to throw so that out. So oh, he's compartmentalizing. He's going. Yes, yes, yes. I don't want any of the combine stuff. Right. I want all the just the hand eye stuff. stuff. The Honestly, hand eye functional. I'm saying I want both. Yeah. My my point is less about like being a great athlete, more than that I'm like good at random shit. Like I can pick up darts and be good at darts. Like I can like just cornhole. Like, Do you think I'm you're good, better than people? No. I, <laughs> I, I don't Can think I the title is yeah. here's, a, yes. here's the this thing. Episode? Here's the thing. I don't think, think these are even like productive tasks. That's well, actually, I, I would say they're really productive. You know how much fun it is to be good That's at true. stuff? Oh, trust me. I know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He does. But like when they're just like hanging out with buddies or like when you're at like a, what, like a beach or a cookout, like you do yeah. athletic things, like activities. Yeah. We grew, I will say, I do think that's also a function of, the area we grew up in. Like, yes. I was always playing outside, outside. doing stuff. Yes. Always. Like, that's a generational thing. You guys are starting to sound yeah. old. Kids that's these days, yeah, man. Yeah, that's and and their like. Fortnite and their video yeah, games. We're trying to sound like Scott talking about how he coached Spencer yes. Haas, who Spencer Haas is older than us. Good say, yeah, Lord. That was, that was um, but I do think that's a real debate because really what we would open it up for if we had a football guy in here because football excels in all the combine stuff, period. Yeah. Like, they're the yes. best athletes when it comes to combine specific. Correct. Like, explosive stuff, right? But which sport requires the most athleticism is a question I often yeah, have a fair. debate about. And, like, for me, it's basketball yeah. because it's not just running fast and jumping high and moving laterally and all but the combine stuff. I don't know if stuff. that is straight athleticism, though. I, think, I feel like that's, once again, a combination of athleticism and skill. That's all right, well, what that's what he's saying. It's well, a combination where it's football. But he's, he asked but the question, what requires the most well, athleticism? That, I would say, is football. So because you, if you are not a freak physically, you cannot survive. Well, it depends how you athletic. define athleticism. Well, what I'm saying is let's define athleticism in a sense of like, is the action of hitting a golf ball athleticism? No, it's a skill. But I think the ability to swing a golf club and look coordinated doing it, in my opinion, is athleticism. Is athleticism. So like when we're talking about basketball, I'm thinking you have to be able to dribble. Why are yeah. there a bunch of defensive backs that aren't wide receivers? Yeah, can't catch. can't catch. Right? So, like, yeah. you look at, like, the athleticism needed in basketball. You have to catch. You got to dribble sure. with two hands. You got to be able to do finish with both hands. You got to be able to shoot. Like, well, maybe not always, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to do so much more. Matt I Connaughton think on our podcast saying that basketball, basketball players are the best athletes. It's not even close. All-around athletes. Not just including combine-specific, um, like, 
what would you call that? Combine specific measurement numbers, but yeah. Yeah. measurables. Yeah. I get yeah. that. How about if in the NBA, if we're just going off that combine measurables, who's the most athletic guy? Ooh, see, like you're saying, if everybody in the NBA like did an NFL combine, oh, oh, NFL combine, yeah, like run a yes. forty cone jump, drill, cone drill, yeah, well, bench press. I mean, oh. it's got to be a big. No, it, it can't be, be a big. I actually think a big would probably Giannis. lose. Yeah, wouldn't Giannis be up there? I mean, no, the problem is Giannis is going to lose. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I think height on the vertical. I'll tell you, Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe is is in the mix. Unbelievable. He's in the mix. He's on. I was teaming him. Unbelievable. Um, I think it would be a combination. Like you'd have to talk about Bledsoe. You'd have to talk about Anthony Edwards. I think. Yeah, he's, you'd have to talk about Zion. Mm. Like. Um, yeah, I think some of the smaller guys actually probably have the best chance. Yeah, of like the pound for pound thing. Pound for pound thing, I think, yeah. is a real thing. Personally. Yeah, I mean, you you obviously you limit yourself a lot if you're tall just from the speed standpoint. Like yeah, 40 true. and how much weight that holds in, like, evaluation for a football player. Yeah, and well, and tall guys don't jump as high, technically speaking. Yeah, true. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've, they're already at the rim. I've had multiple teammates that I've felt very strongly about could with a year of, like, diligent training, could play in the NFL. Like for and sure. see, and this would be my argument when then, all those NFL guys are probably come at me now because of this freaking title. Can't go the other way. They, I don't think can go the other way. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's any NFL guys you could say, yeah, with a year of training, you could be in the NBA. But that yeah, speaks, I but I think personally, that's, I that speaks no, I'm not to saying more, they're not good basketball players, but I agree. I think that speaks to more of the nature of the sport, though, than, like, them. That was literally the question, yeah, dude. Okay. Which sport that's requires fair. the most athleticism? That's fair. I think it still comes back to how you define athleticism. Are you sure Williams was the number one Wilbur at school? I know, right? Well, he only went there for a year. He didn't uh, get a degree. That's true. Yeah, Michigan um, dropped after that. That's a good call. Well, here's the interesting thing about that comparison then. I don't think you could take anyone and make them an MLB baseball player. I do. Me. Uh, so you're, you're wrong. You're literally wrong on the podcast dual, right now. You're a dual athlete. You played both. Max, but that's Max literally Strews. the point. I'm saying like you could, take, uh, you could take Zion and make him a stud football player. You could take Miles Garrett and make him a good basketball player. I don't think you can <laughs> no, take like yeah. a good basketball <laughs> athlete and make him a good baseball player. That's because okay, that's most of his skill. Max time Struz out, time swears out. that he could play in the MLB with one year of training. I don't. I have no idea if it's legitimate. Have you seen him swing, or is he talking about I pitching? I think he pitches. I'm not sure. Yeah, I honestly. Well, don't. first of all, we've already negated this because I could just do it for all of you the NBA exclude, brethren. Exclude However, people who your, are dual what, athletes. If you if you had a month to ramp up. And you played an entire like you're in a starting rotation as a pitcher. What's your ERA in the MLB? <laughs> you're only giving me a month to ramp up. You a get year. two months. I need get two months. How about you give? It's me- not under five. I love you, but it's not under five. You're no, in- I don't think so either. You're getting shelled. <laughs> so I'm not sure I'm getting shelled every time out. Okay, like, I think you, you know be, what I'm saying. I think I think. Granted, I don't know shit about like scouting a pitcher, and I know very little about your ability to pitch other so than with those two caveats, really hard and i nothing. do know like what pitches you throw yeah am i wrong in saying that you'd be a great like middle reliever uh no you're probably not wrong in saying that i would say the reason i would have the uh, potential to have any success is because like what was most valued aside from how fast i threw was my Ball move, late action, late action. Mm, had that late action, yeah, like yeah, you could yeah. be an MLB scout. That's, that's some nice. baseball vernacular. And so, right like there. the the late movement, fucking late action, man. Required, like it caused guys not to be able to barrel it up. I feel like we're uh, we're at that table in Moneyball where they're all going around. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "What does he do? Gets on base. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's us, you know. Late um, action. You want to? What uh, does Pat do? You want an ERA uh, fun fact? Yeah. I my junior year of high school had a infinite ERA. I came in and uh, didn't record it out. We were playing the number one team in the state, Blue Valley. Fuck you, Blue Valley. And uh, I was a junior, didn't hadn't pitched all year. I pitched a little bit on JV, hadn't pitched on varsity. And I came in and we were down like eight to four in the fourth inning. Oh dear! And I came in and they scored. Why did they bring you in? He's a lefty. He's they probably a, knew he was a situational yeah. lefty. He's a lefty. It was a yeah. tournament. So a couple things. One, it was a tournament. I think maybe we had exhausted our other options. Two, we probably knew we weren't beating this team. It was a last so it's just kind of like, let's give this kid a chance. Thing, yeah. yeah. They recorded four runs before I got an out. And you got pulled. The run rule, 12 to four, eight runs in the fourth or fifth inning, whatever it was, run rule, game over. 
So you literally did not record now, and they scored four runs in the game. That's the only time you ever pitched. Didn't pitch. Well, so story gets better. Didn't pitch again in my junior year. So I finished the year with an infinite ERA. You cannot even calculate it. Yes. Uh, my senior year, I had given up pitching. I think it had shell shocked me. I was just, I was done. Didn't do it. Played center field. It was a beast. And uh, again, a tournament exhausted our pitchers. We needed an arm. So coach comes out to the, the mound and waves me in. And I'm standing out in center like, what? This has move. to be a mistake. You didn't move. You looked behind you. But I timidly jogged my way to the mound. I was like, all right, fine. The team needs me. I can do this. Runner on first, one out. First pitch, double play. Didn't pitch again. Unbelievable. So I went from an infinite ERA to my junior year to a zero one pitch done. Yeah, you still year. know that means your ERA is like huge. But yeah, overall. One, yeah, overall, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. My point is you compare the two years. Yeah. yeah. Literally night and day. No, but you re, you reset it after the year ends, you know. Do you my, have his career ERA? I think I've yeah. told this story before, but my experience of, in pitching was in fourth grade. Uh, I had some potential as a pitcher. I really yeah. believe that. But I got up there in Little League, and just the, the ump was squeezing the strike zone. <laughs> and I kept walking people, and I started to, like, basically, like, pout and complain about the, the tight strike zone. Yeah. Um, my mom was not a fan of that. <laughs> and, you know, I was doing, like, the grab the ball and, like, like do all that type of stuff. And she basically said, like, you aren't allowed to pitch again if you're going to act like that. And I just never pitched really after that. I, well, I started catching. Did you get any outs? Uh, no, we lost. But oh. uh, I started catching after that, and I had a illustrious career as a catcher. I was I was a brick wall back then. That's not the position crazy. I would peg you for. I no. know, but I, I was small back then. I was a little bit more mobile. Um, and like I said, I, I, was, I was a brick wall. There is a great painting in his house of. It's not. That's my brother. He was a catcher too, though. Yeah, my brother's a catcher too. Runs in the family. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you have a, what's your, I, I want to go two different directions. I want your all-time best baseball memory. And then if you have any like shell-shocked infinite ERA stories. Too. I mean, the I can go the shell-shocked. Like the one story that will always keep me humble in any sport, but in baseball was my freshman year at Notre Dame. I show up halfway through the season, obviously, because I played basketball. And so what happened was first half or second half of the season, you know, in college, it's weekend starters are the best like pitchers, mm. right? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. So I started a weekday game to get my arm back in shape. Then I started a Sunday game and, or sorry, came in relief in a Sunday game. And then I started Sunday games. And so I was like the Sunday guy. Um, and How about that, just right off the hardwood. Yeah. Quickly becoming a Sunday what a guy. savage. But what happened was like the first game of the Big East tournament my freshman year coach turned to me and said you're going to start the first game and we had a senior that was a really good pitcher um we had a junior that was our Saturday guy was a really good pitcher and you know I was probably the guy with the most potential like could throw it the hardest and stuff but I wasn't necessarily a great pitcher but I had potential and so like I started that Friday game against St. John's University and it's Probably worse than our boy Davis's story. Oh, dear. Uh, I don't know. In the sense of, I didn't record an out, Pat. Yeah, neither did I. Yeah, but his <laughs> was on it. <laughs> oh, you no. didn't record an out. I did not record an out. Mine was uh, seven runs in the first inning. Um, it was a mixture of hit batter walks, walked a few guys, and then like these dinky little singles through the five hole. Oh, that's not too and like bad. six, like so all it's not like anyone was that's like fine. So, but it was seven runs, zero outs. Dude, I was getting like balls off the yeah. fence. All right, you know, but like anyway, I was just taking was you to left center. Oh, just, just smacking so, me. So seven runs, and it's a it's double elimination. Thank God, but like seven runs, no outs. Pull me. We're down seven zero. Get smoked that game. Come back on f- whatever Friday because that game was on a Monday to start the biggest tournament, and our other two pitchers got wins. So we're out two and one. We play St. John's again on Friday. Oh dear. Go eight innings, give up one run. Now, the caveat to the story oh, is my man, Kevin Biggio, who now plays for the Toronto Blue Jays, his dad, Craig Biggio, who we all know. I know Craig, yeah. Um, Kevin and Connor on my team. Craig came to me before I pitched against St. John's and said, hey, I don't know what happened on Monday, but as a trained eye, it looked like they knew what you were pitching. It looks like you were tipping off your pitches. 
And so he thought that was why they got some runs. So I Wait, had but to, why would why would they know what dude? This is a lame shell shock story. If they didn't really hit you, I give up seven runs. Yeah, but then you bounce back. It's like a story of redemption. Yeah. Well, you asked for the worst and then the best. No, we want okay, like, fine, fine, we fair, want fair, like fair. the crushing, embarrassing moments. That was absolutely do you know what it's like? I got drafted out of high school for baseball. And then I gave up seven yeah, runs. But everybody yeah. gets drafted in a out tournament of high school, game. Don't they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, if I threw my name in the draft, I could have got taken in the twenty seventh round. Actually, draft what round the funny part what is, round were you taking it? So out of high school, I was taking it in the 38th round. Now, okay. with that being said, it was because I told everyone I was going to college to play to basketball. Play so no I got was. offered two million bucks from the Yankees to go in the second round. He told this story last time. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't listen. He didn't know I was on the yeah. pod. No, Did, no, didn't I you didn't. tell me that? I yes. Didn't. He forgot I was he on the pod. Two million bucks. He said my dear friend Patrick is Wait. here and he forgot I was on the pod already. I'm gonna I now just gave him shit and I'm now gonna ask a question I'm pretty sure we talked about last time you were on the pod. <laughs> you turned that down. I did. You saw not a penny <laughs> of that $2 million. Not one penny. You're a better man than me. Yeah. Um, speaking of turning down things, you recently did not turn something down and you decided to opt in. What a yeah. segue. To, yeah. yeah. You decided <laughs> to opt in to your, uh, your contract. Just, you know, maybe talk a little bit about the decision behind doing that. Uh, yeah. You know, I think for me, I try to look at things creatively when it comes to uh, the NBA and Duncan, you and I have had these conversations, but like, um, I think there's a lot of guys in the NBA that rightfully so try to make every last cent that they can during the time that they're playing. Right. We have a finite amount of time in this career, whether it's two years, five years, 10 years, 15 years, you basically have to make as much money as you can that can then last you the rest of your life. And so for me, um, I think that causes guys to put themselves into some situations that isn't always best for their basketball development or their basketball career. Mm. Um, and so I try to look at things slightly differently. Obviously, you know, I'm fortunate to have means of income outside of basketball with three leaf and the development company I started. And like, for me, I want to be a part of things that help my basketball career grow, be in situations that value what I bring to the table um, because I'm not always going to get 10 shots a night, let alone 15, but I'm going to try to find ways to help impact winning on both ends of the floor. And in Milwaukee, I've kind of found that. And for me, it's been a great place to, to grow my game. You know, they uh, brought me in at a time where I got waived by Portland. Um, they didn't want to put up a qualifying offer and uh, they believed in me back then. And then I've slowly but surely kind of grown in my role. And so I've kind of looked at Milwaukee as a, a hopeful long-term home and um you know want to be a part of uh, a winning culture and try to win some championships and um i think i can do that in milwaukee and you know i get to play alongside some great players but great people too you know you talk about Giannis, chris drew holiday you know now bobby's going to be there for a while um our coaching staff our management our ownership they've just done a great been great to me and so um it's a place that you know i want to continue to to be for a while yeah what an answer. Do you guys you throw that up on a billboard in Milwaukee yeah, that was, somewhere? Yeah. That was really good. Yeah. Can that you guys good. give me that? We'll, 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 we'll clip that one out. We're going to send it directly that to you. That was special. Yeah, thank you. Do you look back on the play? There's no excuses. Everyone goes through injury and everyone deals with different things in the playoffs. But do you look back and think, God, if Chris that was Tech Gary, by the way, we could have brought him in too. He was a Notre Dame guy. Nah. Very ganged up. We don't want to talk Gary. about that. Right. Right. Sorry. You, you guys, you think like, damn, if Chris was healthy. Yeah. I mean, look, but injuries are a part of it, right? Like Duncan knows. Every year, there's probably some team that could have said, oh, if so-and-so was healthy, we would have yeah. had that much more of an opportunity. Um, obviously, that is the easiest thing for us to look at. If Chris was healthy, you know, we went to seven games with Boston without Chris. Yeah. If he was healthy, what could we have done? Uh, unfortunately, it's kind of a part of the way the NBA is, and that's why winning a championship is so hard, right? It's not just about the best team. It's about, you know, luck from time to time like who's healthy yeah. and all those sorts of things and i think that's um you know something for us unfortunately this year that we were bit by the injury bug a little bit and i still think we had opportunities you know what i mean we were fortunate to go up three to two we took game five in yeah. boston you know that game six is a game that we got to win and i think uh it's something we'll learn from it's something that um you know we'll use as motivation this summer and um it's something that you know hopefully we'll get better because of it um because unfortunately i feel like you learn a lot more from losing than winning yeah. When you guys won that game five in Boston, I remember watching that. And I got to imagine at that point, because I think it was rumored that Chris was going to come back in game six. 
And then it was obviously rumored again that he was going to come back in game seven. But when you guys, after you guys win that game five, I got to imagine internally, you guys are like, all right, well, we got we got two cracks to get one. Um, and at the same time, also thinking like we're going back to Milwaukee. Like, let's, let's finish this off in six. It's crazy to me how fragile that series can be in that as soon as that, and that was a crazy game, that game six. Yeah. Tatum had like 40, I think. Yeah. Um, how all of a sudden after that, then just momentum just completely shifts the other way. And in a span of, you know, because it's, it's every other day at that point, in a span of 48 hours, you go from there's no way Milwaukee's losing this series to, oh, my gosh, Boston has game seven at, on their yeah. floor. At the like, TD Garden. Yeah, they got a great Which track record of doing that. Yeah. Um, it's just crazy how, how fast that swings. Yeah, and I think that's where our growth, like, we were fortunate to be on the other side of it the year we won it, right? Like, we were fortunate to be on the other side of momentum uh, as far as, you know, winning the games we were supposed to win at the timely, you know, situations, right? With Brooklyn, we go down 2-0. We win two, uh, win game six, take game seven. Like, momentum in the NBA is so fragile in the playoffs, like, to your point, Duncan. I think this year we were a little bit, looser with it than we should have been like if you look mm-hmm. at that entire boston series it was momentum we won game one in boston lost yeah. game two all right fine one one i wouldn't say that's necessarily a momentum shift i'd say that's still in our favor yeah we win game three we're up two one we lose game four at home with al horford having 30 that's crazy yeah. you know what i mean so momentum shifts immediately we go up two one with a game at home go up three one with a chance to close out like in the nba playoffs you got to be so careful about looking ahead and i think you know with the momentum shifting, that's what happens. Teams tend to look ahead or get over their skis a little bit excited about what's next. And, and when you've got a team like Miami Heat, we got to stare down after. I think we just had to learn a little bit from this year's being on the wrong side of momentum to, hey, it's got to be one game at a time. If it's not one game at a time, it gets away from you real quick because we lost game four, momentum's immediately into Boston side. We get it back in game five, then we lose it in game six. Like it just, it was a roller coaster of emotions. Are, Probably much like, you know, planning your wedding was. Talk about that. I'm going to skirt away from that <laughs> segue. Uh, how much worse are visiting team locker rooms? The Boston Celtics locker room is the it's worst terrible, visiting team yeah. locker room in the it entire NBA. Is. is that intentional? Gotta be. Like, people talk about home court advantage with it being for, Boston, like, fans. Dude, and- with it being Boston and two guys from the New England area in which Boston was our team growing up, it's got to be on purpose. Yeah, I mean, like, how bad are we talking? Here? Like, it's, it's, it's really, yeah, look, we got bad. producers in the other room shaking their head. Yeah, Celtics like, fan. Yeah, 100%. We know it's on purpose. Like, it's they, really bad. And there, it's also freezing in that arena every single time. Oh, yeah. It's so cold in that, in the two. Wait, can we, I, I want to get a paint a picture of the locker room. Like, how bad are we talking here? All right. So look, I'm talking like the carpet that's matted down to where, like, it's probably worn out in areas. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking the lockers that are definitely tighter than my shoulders, yeah. right? Like, there's only enough for 15 guys, maybe 16. If you walked in, if you walked in and you said, this is a high school locker room, I would say that's a really shitty high school locker Stop. room. Stop. Like, swear. Put it this way. There's showers. It's like the old school showers that kind of got like that rut all over like the tile. And there are those old school ice baths that are not usable, like those yeah. oval tins are they that rusty? are stacked up on top of each other that have been there since way before we've been in the league that that prevent you from being able to use any other showers. So there's only two available ones. The top of the, um, like shower head basically broken off. Gone. Yeah. So water pressure, water, like dripping out. Sometimes it's cold. This is a, they allow this. I mean, it's a private company technically. So Austin's allowed. Who has the nicest? Probably Brooklyn's Uh, up there. You guys are up no, there. No, Brooklyn's not up there. I think Brooklyn's it's big, really nice. but no. Think about like the new ones that people have. Like think oh, about Sacramento. Uh, no, no, no. It's not even close. The best one is uh, Warriors. Golden State. Oh yeah, brand they new have, Chase Arena. They oh, have yeah, they, they have a cold tub. Yeah, for visitors. Hundred percent. So, and, and normally you have to request. You're talking about, look, as a real estate guy, the value of <laughs> like Love square this. footage Always in business. San Francisco. Yeah, high, dude. The showers are massive. Yeah. They have their own glass doors on them, and they like. Yeah. I could lay down like in any way and still like probably not be able to touch the other wall. So this is interesting. So you're telling me in the NBA finals this year, there was a massive home Scrubbing court advantage scene. for the Celtics. I mean, as far as locker rooms. Yeah, like, but that matters. That stuff matters. I, mean, I don't how know much, if it does How much does you matter. in the locker room? I don't know if it does. Matter. How much you in the locker room? Yeah, I don't think it matters that much. I mean, like, 
the more the home court advantage of it, it, it oh my goodness exists way more in terms of like the fans and, and the environment like the actual yeah home but everyone court. knows that no that other stuff is not how about how about this for a second we talk about home court advantage how about the Boston Celtics floor that has the bolts. yeah yeah it has the bolts and there's like set there the parquet there's like yeah. little spaces in between the fact that they haven't like somehow closed those hundred percent so there's like, like a liability they put, they put the court together right so it's a bunch of different squares they push it together yeah there's still space in between them and then they bolt like they have yeah. bolts in it that are covered with like what silicone or yeah, whatever the like, heck that's called looks like, like dried glue dried glue on top of it it's bizarre yeah. so you can see it. Oh, 100 see it. Yeah. If they're like they're like this big. There's a lot of dead spots too. But you can't feel it. No. Uh you could like you can feel the cracks for yeah, sure. For like sure. You can feel the cracks. Yeah. Absolutely. Does this impact your game? I mean, I'm not gonna say it impacts no. it directly, but it definitely da- careful. Davis is like it. he's looking for scoops, no, he's looking for sound bites. No, no, just, no, no, no. No, it doesn't that. impact the game, but it's just worth noting. Okay, Davis. Yeah, and I said, look, it doesn't impact the game, but it doesn't help the game. It does not it doesn't help. make you a better it basketball help player. The game. That's yeah. true. That's true. So the Warriors' nicest away locker room. How does that compare to a home locker room? Like, is it still not even close to when you're at home in Miami? I mean, I'll be honest with you. Our the Warriors' away locker room is very comparable to our home locker room. Uh, that's how it should be, though. Our home locker room's great. I mean, and that's not the throwing, new arena. That's though. that's actually me not throwing shade at our home locker room. It's more so me acknowledging. Just yeah, how special the, the yeah. Warriors one is. The Chase Center locker room is great. Shout it's out to awesome. the Warriors. Yeah, franchise. they did it right. No, yeah. they've gotten enough shout outs. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> they have plenty of those recently. That's true. Um, do you have anything else you want to ask, Pat? I have a long list of yeah, just rapid fire NBA questions. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. We've did, Great conversation. Uh, I think so too. Yeah. All right, all right. I like this. Rapid I hope, fire. I hope the views on this one. Wait, I actually more. have a question. Have you watched any Summer League? Uh, I watched the Milwaukee Bucks play two days ago. Is there anybody when you watch the Summer League where you're like, that guy reminds me of a young version of me. Just curious. Uh, maybe maybe it doesn't. I'm not sure. I haven't watched it that intently yet. I'll get back to you. I'm going to watch right, a few more games the next few days. We'll talk. Go I ahead, will Dave. say, <laughs> hold on. I will say the summer league game is different than the NBA game yeah. exponentially. Yeah. Like, I was not a star of summer league. Yeah. Personally. Like, I had some I good games. Either, I put yeah. up some 20-point games. But, like, I wasn't yeah. a star of summer league. Like, yeah, summer league like, is tough. It's like AAU. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, it's not a structure. Yeah. I just want to put that out there. So, like, whether you have success or not in Summer League does not determine if you're yeah, going to have success in the NBA. It's very interesting because there are players who have had long careers and made a lot of money that if you put them in a Summer League setting would not, like, totally stand out. But they're great basketball players because they For sure. like fulfill a role at a high level. Anyways, what do you got, Dave? Rapid fire. Um, are players in the NBA ever told they can't take certain shots? I had a friend in high school who had a wide open three once in practice and he took it and coach stopped practice. And he was like, Sam, Sam power listens to this podcast. Shout out to Sam, Sam. There's a reason you're open. Wow. That's a, <laughs> I will say I, I was, I had a, does similar, that happen in the NBA? Not really, but I had a similar thought. I was, I'm not going to name who it was. I was watching a summer league game the other day uh, on TV and the guy just kept shooting threes. And there was a reason why he was open because no one says anything to him. Them. No, maybe like whose job I mean, is it you to? don't. That's the thing. Some of the you don't know. Like maybe that's something he's been working on a lot, and the coaching staff is like, "Look, we really want to prioritize like you shooting threes to see if you can do that, like or, or get more comfortable in doing so." Yeah, maybe not in October and November they want him taking those shots, but for now, yeah, maybe. But those things aren't explicitly stated. Uh, Guys are just supposed to know their role. Like, wh- yeah, I would say the line I've always heard is like, "Show me what you can do. Don't show me what you can't do." So, like, I think the summer is a time for you to expand your game, but you have to have some self-awareness of if you've successfully ex- expanded it or not. Um, I don't think, personally, I've heard of somebody being told, hey, never shoot the ball. Like, maybe in college when it's a little bit more structured, right? But, like, in the NBA, I just feel like it's your own career. Like, sure, you're trying – I'm like – trying to help the Milwaukee Bucks win. You're trying to help the Miami Heat win, but it's a business. We don't know if we're going to be on that team tomorrow or the next day or whatever the case yeah. is. So it's like, it's still your own career path with maybe a few segues into different teams along the way. So you're trying to develop yourself into the best basketball player you can be. And sometimes that means putting yourself in uncomfortable situations of shooting threes or shooting left-handed yeah. shots for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Makes sense. Um, okay. Where do you guys get your basketball shoes? 
Because I was looking for a pair of basketball shoes the other day, and I had to drive around Kansas City for like four hours to find a good pair of basketball shoes. It was difficult. The equipment room. Yeah. Wait, just for, for they're just laying around? Yeah, no, Nike I, sends them. Yeah, they just show a, up. If you have a brand that you work with, and even if you don't, Nike will supply shoes to any NBA player. Yeah, Nike's Because really, they, have, they have a deal with the league. So if you're not actually on under contract with Nike, then you can get just you can get most shoes. Yeah. Just through Nike. You just tell them what you want manager. or what? No, I yeah, think cool. actually how it is is the equipment managers have a balance that they can order from Nike. Yeah. Like each team has their own balance. And then obviously if you have a deal, you individually have a balance as well. But well, that doesn't even go that has least. nothing to do with your team shoes exactly. Yeah. Correct. Like for my for my Nike deal, like as a Nike athlete, there's an allotment I have for Nike product. But then it's like unlimited amount of Nike basketball specific yeah. shoes to wear throughout the NBA season. They're going to provide Dang, whatever you need guy. on the court. Unlimited yeah. shoes. No, no, that's every. That's not. That's everybody. Me. That's everybody. Yeah, that's everybody. So everybody. you, are the team allowance. What if like PJ Tucker uses the entire? Well, PJ Tucker has his own deal. Yeah. with Nike, so, so he, he doesn't, doesn't touch, touch the team allowance. allowance. Yeah. Do you ever struggle to get a pair of shoes? Uh, never. The only ah. the only ones are like if it's an exclusive ask like you know it's some shoe that everybody wants like i've been pinched out of those a couple times i'll be honest i have act- well, usually marquise at nike <laughs> does a great job so thank you marquise shout yeah. out marquise i'll actually i will be honest prior to misty at nike who also does a great job who i yeah. did the two-day camps with today thank you um you hear that misty did yeah. a two-day camp misty. um she prior to her there was a moment in time a few years ago when i was wearing KD's shoes and i was down to like one pair left and it was like hey, we can't find any more size 13s. And I was like, okay, well, I got like two weeks left before I need another pair. So we're going to have to maybe talk to Nike to get this fixed. Chop, chop. Yeah. but Did they come through? They didn't. Yeah, yeah. They always come through. They always just, come I had to kick through. them a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to hold people accountable sometimes, Davis. All right, fair enough. Yeah, hold Duncan accountable if he's not asking the right questions. I will. I, I just got a couple more. Yeah, go ahead. You get one more. No, one you, more? You get yeah. as many as you no, want. No, you get one more. Okay. <laughs> Is there? Do you guys have to rent studio time here? No, no, Blue Wires take care of us. We just, yeah, Blue Wires get killing it. This is unbelievable. Like, every time I look back, I'm like, what a facility. We got, I think we got 20 more minutes, but we, we can wrap up. I, yeah. Pat's tired. He's, he's yeah, done. Pat's had a long day. Um, a lot of meetings. Pat's got business meetings. Yeah. All right. Pat's if I only get one more question, here's my question Is there an understanding of stat lines during a game? Like, do guys know, like, oh, I need three more rebounds for my triple double, or like, I need four? Like, do people care about that? Yeah, I'm talking regular season. Let's say it's not like a playoff game that matters. Wow. That's a dangerous. Yeah. That's a dangerous. My <laughs> short answer to that would be yes. People know mostly because of technology. It's up in the arena. Like people, the entire stat line is up there. But like you, like you notice guys are looking up there. I think it depends on the player. Yeah. Partly, partly it depends on the player, but I short answer. I would say yes. I mean, I think people are aware if it's, I don't know if it's like three rebounds away from a double double or yeah. whatever, but like I think as somebody's getting close to like the more like the accomplishments of higher magnitude, like a triple double, one assist away, yeah. one rebound away, one point away, like yeah. I think those start to get like more obvious and those start to get more like and, and I would say, at least on our team, that's kind of the beautiful thing where like guys want you to have yeah, that, right? But like I think it's a bad look for a player if they're like three rebounds away or whatever and they're like stealing people's yeah, rebounds yeah. or like they're whatever, one steal away and they're like gambling on defense in order to try to get and like giving up laps. Like I do think there's some feel that has to go along with that. Yeah. Personally. That's fair. I also think it's dependent on the player too in the in the thought that, you know, if Giannis, like Giannis is in the mix to get a triple double every single night. But like if you if you for for example, have you ever had a triple double in the NBA? No. But like if you, for example, one night had eight assists and you had your, you know, normal double double, which you always get, uh, <laughs> like that would that would gain a lot of more momentum and, and people would be like, oh shit, like Pat's like two two assists away from getting a triple double. And then I think people would you threw in the ball would be a lot more inclined to shoot, depending on time and score. Obviously, people are not prioritizing that over like Hopefully. Winning or losing Hopefully. a game. Hopefully. All right. How about yeah. this? Do you guys in general? You're right. Do you two? We won't speak for the league. We'll just speak for speak for yourself. Do you guys count? Do you know how many points you have at all times in a game? I actually try not to focus on it. I didn't ask you. you try, try not to. No, no. I'm honest. Like I try not to. Like I try not to look at the board because, like, the way I've tried 
in the last, especially two years of my career to continue to grow my game is like to play the game the right way. If I'm open shooter, if I'm not, not like yeah. be aggressive, but like not worry about how many shots I've taken or not taken, like things of that nature. Like, because I do think, I would just think it's so hard not well, to. I do think over the course of an NBA season, like if you're, a, if you're too aware of it, like if you're making shots or if you're missing shots, you're rolling with the tide. And yeah. if you can stay flat, you can stay level where whether you make or miss, you're doing the same things every single time. The numbers, if you're a good shooter like Duncan, the numbers are going to like even out no matter what the they say at that moment in time. Yeah. In that my opinion, sense. that's just my, but technology, like, yeah, I mean, sometimes dude, you see you're at nine points. Yeah. I want to get 10 or I like whatever to, the case is. I've never played with a scoreboard that showed me how many points I had, but I would know, I would just count in my head. What's the most points you scored in a game? Ninth grade, 42. Ooh. Yeah, Davis, Davis was a bucket. Uh, mine's actually weirdly enough, 42 as well. Really? Yeah. And when? It was high school. I mean, I don't even know if you want to count this. It was like in yeah, like a. Yours counts for sure. We like went on like an overseas. It was against with adults. Our, with our high school. Yeah. It, we played 42. a. What about 40? you? What did you have? 60 at. I had 52. Yeah. <laughs> but not a 10 shots prep. It was, uh, and actually it was against, it was a 16 year old AAU game before joining the Magic oh, wow. playing against 18 year olds. Fidelity in, in House? Maine. Yep. Fidelity I House. I love that. Yep. Was it in Saco, Maine? It actually may have been. Yeah, I love yeah, that. I love that facility. Up. Sports yeah. Zone in Saco. Yeah. Shout out to Sports Zone. There was a kid that was mad I was scoring. So on an inbounds pass, I was like guarding the inbounds and pass. He, he had the ball. The Literally, you know how like on five seconds they'll like throw it off you? Yeah. He got the ball and threw it right off my stick. <laughs> like tried to hit me right in the nuts. And at and that point, it. it was over. Did you catch it and what? go dunk it? No, I no. wish. I, it ran <laughs> off me. It fell off me. But um, that's why I scored 50. I you're a monster. There you go. Of course, you scored more. But, like, for example, in, in that type of game, you probably lose track of, of course, how I, much you have. Of course, you get to 42. Yeah. Like, but, like, you know, if you're not going for 20 every night, it's a little easier to keep track of. Well, I'm going to be honest, too. My attention span isn't always that great. So, it's tough for me to keep track back then in the day. Well, and math is hard. Yeah, math is math hard. Is I hard. mean, it's it's a real thing. Although yeah. I'm actually, I like math. I'm pretty good at math. But being How about attentive. that? He goes, I have to be good at math based off the auxiliary jobs I have. Well, and if the, I'm not good at yeah. math, there's going to be some people that are pretty. Do you consider, do you consider playing in the NBA as your secondary job? <laughs> no, yeah. I consider it as my primary <laughs> job for the time being. Um, all right. Well, that was, that was a good time. Um, Davis, <laughs> do you have anything else? That did not sound genuine at all. No, it was a good time. I Davis, great time. What, is the, what is the goal of this like, how long are you guys going to do this pod for? Uh, till the till we pass, fall off. Till we pass Rogan. So do you consider do you, have you heard this of Joe your Rogan? primary job? Have you heard of Joe Rogan? I have heard of Joe Rogan. Yeah. Get, that's that's what I'm talking about, the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah. Can it be like uh, spike ball up in Hampton this summer? Yes. But Joe Rogan doesn't do like extracurricular events. Maybe Joe Rogan's not athletic that's enough what, to Exactly. Dance. That's a Sorry, market. Joe. It's untapped. Oh, you're, okay. sa you're saying to like differentiate. Yeah. No, I think there's, I think there's got some likes to that. Do you guys really think you and Davis could beat me and whoever my teammate is in spike ball? I couldn't tell you the last time I lost in spike ball. So I <laughs> like our a, chances. Give me a month to get it tight. <laughs> if if <laughs> Joe, if, if Joe's your, your teammate, guaranteed. And that's no shot at Joe. Okay, you can't keep saying this. It's kind of you a shot. Look, at, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he has literally no, three times on this podcast. Taking, shot. taking shots yeah. and be like, it's not shot Joe, yeah. it's just how good we it's are. It's like starting a sentence with, with all due respect. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to disrespect the yeah. shit out of yeah. you right now. <laughs> yeah, I, if Joe's your partner, I guarantee you. I feel if Joe's really my partner, I guarantee you lose. I'd actually probably pick somebody who's not as good as Joe to give you guys a Is chance. he a good spike ball player? Joe's a great spike ball player. Let's We've put a never game, lost. Put a game Zero check on it. Game check on it. I'd love to see what? Game check. I, would, I wouldn't put my a game, game check, check on and Duncan's game check are far different. So I'm, I'll put a game check. I'll on do it. the Franz Wagner. I'll put up zero. He puts up a game. I'll check. I'll put a game yeah. check on ping pong, not spike ball. Oh, not spike ball. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Can, can I put you, up nothing on ping pong? Can you look directly into one of these cameras and claim that you're the best ping pong player in the NBA? I mean, at, at this, you point, should, you should, you should, right? Yeah. I feel very confident that I am the best ping pong player in the NBA. And nobody can fuck with me. No, no, no. I'm not going to say that. Don't go that far. You got kids listening. I'm the. I I do believe that I'm. I would love to figure it out if that's true. I want to have this like athlete competition thing. So I actually talked about this opportunity about this. to do like we could have done that in the bubble. No, no, no. Like, no, no we nobody totally had anything to do anyway. We yeah. weren't doing the pod. <laughs> that could have been then. televised. The NBA just. I actually, yeah, you would be a good person to get involved with this with us. I would like to shut up, set up a long shot pod NBA Olympics. And we get a bunch of people somewhere for a day, do a bunch of different sports, and we decide who the best all-around athlete in the Dave, NBA. Dave, I love the way you're thinking. Let's just try to schedule a spike ball game. 
first before yeah. we before we coordinate like tens or ten to fifteen. I'm not gonna flights. lie to you, Davis. I'm not sure that can be a long shot pod as like the catalyst. I think it might yeah. have to be like an MBA yes. or a PA. Yeah, yeah, we're just long part shot of it. pod we're as part like of a yeah, like yeah. partner. Sure, in. that's you fine. You know what I mean? Like sharing is caring. I'll yeah. bring people in on that idea. Yeah, it's yeah. my idea though. It's this is on camera that this is my. Idea. Well, I'm pretty sure I literally just said it yeah, Pat kind of. Okay, have we not talked about this? We talked. About we it. talked about it on camera. Not on camera. Yeah. I literally said it on camera right now. No we have do- documentation of no this. documentation. Yes. Ping pong, spike ball, and then Olympics. In that order. Ping pong, spike ball, and then Olympics. Ping pong, Duncan's going to win. Spike ball. Okay, but Olympics is like, there's like ski shooting in the Olympics. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no. We it's got to be defined term. what it okay. is. We'll select like eight Are you going to put in combine type stuff? No, we're going to select no, no, no. the eight events that I excel the most <laughs> at. And we'll just use those. It'll be great. <laughs> we'll have to figure out a way to make it fair. Golf should be in it. Yeah. But not like a round of golf. It's just like one of the events Long is like drive? Long closest drive. to the actually, I was actually thinking this while you were having a conversation. I think that if you really practice, you could be in the mix for a long drive competition. Do you know what consists, like, do you know what long drive guys use for like equipment? Like, isn't the driver like longer? Yeah, like, yeah. Like that guy, Kyle Berkshire. Yeah. I think he, he like carries like 430 on his drives or like 425 or something like that. Um, I just imagine it's like, yeah, all very unique equipment. Yeah. I would love to try it. Uh, yeah. But That'd I think you good. have like the, cause that guy, I mean, you have to get into some athletic positions in order yeah. to hit the ball that far. Yeah. It's just a fact. Um, anyways. All right. This that is would good. be the third time I'm on the pod. We'll talk specifically yeah. about what. I mean, Mo, Mo has you beat. There. Mo's been on four times. Mo? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wagner? Mo Wagner. Yeah. yeah. George Niang. Twice. Uh, has been on twice. Who else? We're having some other people on for a second time. Yeah. We'll disclose that. Um, TV, yeah. Yeah. You know. How You're has, a friend of the how, show. How has Mo's, <laughs> uh, how has his pods viewed? Uh, uh, they do. They do. So people than like yours. Mo. People better like than Mo. yours. It's interesting because I. Better I, than mine? Yeah. That's for your fault for not well, promoting it. Well, no, this one's going to kill. It's really, this one will kill. It's interesting because I, I really thought the general public hated Mo. Because of his antics. <laughs> well, I think that's what gets clicks. I actually yeah, maybe. he talks I about actually, getting headbutt by your teammate. Yeah, define like him though. Define like people love Mo, meaning they'll watch. People that doesn't tune necessarily in. mean love. People tune in. They comment. Davis's Mich- point. That doesn't necessarily mean love. Michigan fans. It's all about. Michigan fans. It's all about those interactions, baby. You know, we just just gotta keep them going. Yeah, the, the, the <laughs> analytics behind it. I think it's impressions. Sabermetrics. I think it's impressions, not interactions. Yeah, actually, that's exactly what it is. It's impressions. Yeah, it's impressions. Um, Are you sure Williams was number one? Did you do that right? Do you think you're better than everybody? <laughs> <All> <laughs> right. Is Duncan? We're done here. Cheers. Cheers.